I want to talk to you today about what the enemy doesn't want you to know. There's so many things he doesn't want you to know. And in the day and age that we live in, he really uses technology. He uses distractions. He uses the school. He uses teachers. He uses the government. He uses anything he can to distract you from your purpose, from your calling, from God, from having an intimate, close relationship with God. And he doesn't want you to know the truth that you are wonderfully and fearfully made, that you are called and destined for a purpose, that you were made for a purpose. He doesn't want you to know that you have value, that you have worth, that you have a a very important part of the body of Christ that we all desperately need and that you are made uniquely beautiful. Talents, you have skills, you have gifts that you may have not even learned yet and they're hidden deep down within you. But you have to remember the enemy's biggest lie is to cause confusion, to cause doubt. He wants you to be distracted with things that are not of God because the further he can keep you from discovering your purpose, your destiny, and your calling and the truth, then he doesn't have to worry so much about you serving the one and only king. And so I want to talk a little bit about how, you know, God is God. There is nothing that he can't do. And I I get hung up on this truth that Jesus came the into the world the way that he came into the world, right? We know that an angel came to Mary and told Mary that she was going to become pregnant with the child of God, like God was coming to the earth in a human form. Now, I think about so many things like God, he's God. He could have chose to part the heavens and come straight down to earth on a cloud, on a white horse. He could have made like this extreme grand entrance, right? And you know what? If he would have, everyone that witnessed that, there would be no doubt that he was who he said he was, right? He could have just done anything he wanted to. I even think about when Mary was getting ready to give birth to him, if you know the story. I mean, she was traveling on this donkey for miles and miles and hours and hours. And every place they kept going to was full. They wouldn't take her and she was ready to give birth to Jesus at any time. And I'm sure in that moment, she was probably thinking like, God, come on, make a way. Why is this so challenging? Why is this so difficult? You can do anything, God. Knowing that she didn't even have intercourse in order to be impregnated with God, right? That is wild to think about. And so I'm sure at that time she was just like, I am tired. I'm exhausted. Make a way. And of all places, she gave birth in a manger, in a barn. Can you imagine? It probably smelled terrible. I mean, it was dirty. And here comes God in a human form. That's so amazing that he chose to come into the world that way. And I want to talk about that for a moment. I want to talk about how he chose to come into the world when he could have come and made a grand entrance. He wanted to come into the world just as many of us do. Not feeling like we have worth, just feeling like another human 
not knowing that we have such great purpose and intention that everyone around us may not know how special we actually are. Came in a disguise of just another human, you know, where the Bible says that he wasn't handsome, that he didn't have shiny hair and glowing skin, that when he walked into a room, you wouldn't notice him and admire him and his beauty. He was an average person. The other thing is like on the eighth day when they were going to the synagogue per Jewish tradition for him to be circumcised, they were to give an offering and most people would show up with a lamb to be the sacrifice. And the people that didn't have a lamb because they weren't wealthy enough to have a lamb to bring as a sacrifice, they were allowed to bring two doves. Well, of course, Mary and Joseph didn't have lamb to bring. And so they brought two doves. And so I'm imagining them walking into the synagogue. They're walking into this place and everyone around them is judging them because they know they're poor. They're probably talking about them, but it's so beautiful to think that they brought two doves and They didn't have the lamb, but they had the lamb. (laughs) They had the lamb of the world. They had Jesus. And I can't help but think how beautiful that God could have showed up as anyone, could have done anything, but he chose to show up as poor, as considered lowly, right? Into a, a low class He didn't have anything extravagant. He was raised by a father that was a carpenter. He was a carpenter himself. He didn't have a lavish job. He didn't come in and he wasn't a king and sitting on a throne of gold. He was an average person just like us. But he was God as much as he was human. And I just want to let you know that the devil doesn't want you to know that you are more than what you see in the mirror, that you are more than what they say about you, that you are more than what you think you can do. You are a daughter of a king. You are the daughter of the most high. You are made in his like image. Therefore, you are able to do the things that God has called you to do. He lives within us. Stop limiting what you can do. Stop saying what you can't do. Stop saying what you're not. Start remembering who you are through Christ. Start remembering that you were made for a purpose, for a purpose. That the devil can no longer lie to you. Now you see, when Jesus came into the world, that's what the enemy used was doubt. If he was God, he would do this. If he was God, he would look like this. If he was God, he would have this, right? And so he was spreading these lies and this doubt and this confusion to all of the people. It's nothing different than what he's doing now. We just live in more of a technology type of world where he can reach people through all sorts of different faucets and ways. He can reach across the world with a phone, right? He can spread lies and spread doubt. Do not let the enemy lie to you anymore. Do not allow him to have his way with you by making you think that you are just an average person, that you don't serve any purpose, that you don't have any value. Jesus came into the world the way he came into the world to remind us all 
that just because we may not look a certain way, we may not have everything figured out, we may not have things together, we may, may not be able to sing, we may not be able to play an instrument, we may not be able to you know, get straight A's at school, we may not live in a mansion, we may not have a nice car, it doesn't matter, God will use all of us. God needs all of us. We need all of you. You are part of a kingdom. And if we could all identify with why God has created us for that particular purpose, we will accomplish much. But if the enemy keeps telling us and lying to us and holding us back from the truth, holding us back from discovering what we can do through Christ then we will not be able to fulfill our calling, our destiny, and to truly find peace and joy in all that we are and all that we do. The enemy doesn't want you to know that you are worthy, that you are chosen. He doesn't want you to know that you have wealth and good health, that you have, he has amazing, amazing plans for you. But as long as the enemy can continue to hold you back from discovering the truth, from getting to know Jesus on a personal level, from having a personal intimate relationship with him, then he feels like he's won. He feels like if he can continue to make you believe that Jesus doesn't exist, that all those books in in the Bible are just false, they're just a story, some fictional story that somebody made up, then he doesn't have to worry about you accomplishing what God has set you to do. If you are to never know how much you're loved and how special you are to God and how you have gifts and talents and skills inside of you that you haven't even begun to discover about yourself, then he doesn't need to worry about that. He can just keep sending that bully to you and telling you lies. He can keep just those ads coming across your your TikTok, your Facebook and telling you what isn't the truth. He can continue to use your family members to distract you and to keep you from God's purpose. But I'm here to tell you, it ends today. Just because your family does chooses not to believe in Jesus does not believe that you can't. Because your own personal relationship with God starts alone. It starts today. All you have to do is tell yourself that you are created for more, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are made in the image of Christ, that there is no limitations to what you can or cannot do, that it does not matter by worldly standards that you don't look this way or that you don't drive this car or that you don't live in this house or that your parents are different from all your friends' parents. It doesn't matter. Remember how Jesus, God of heaven and earth, chose to come into this world, chose to come into the earth. He could have chose any way. If you know the Bible at all, you know that he didn't choose kings, that he didn't just choose people with money or people that were beautiful. He called upon prostitutes, murderers, He called them out 
Because he said, I choose you. I created you. You are capable of anything. The enemy wants to call you by your sin and remind you that you've sinned too much, that you're not loved because of your past, because of your mistakes. But Jesus calls you by your name. He sees you for who he created you to be. And he's waiting. He is waiting to spend time with you. What are you waiting for?